Okay, you guys got yourselves a ship. We'll leave as soon as you're ready. Docking Bay 94. 94. Welcome to another episode of Docking Bay 94. I'm Carl. I'm Zach. And today we are going to be talking about the Clone Wars 3D movie um, that came out in 2008. It kickstarted the, uh, the the second Clone Wars show. So this is canon. What do you think about the Clone Wars movie? What are your thoughts? I think this movie had one of the worst plots <laughs> of any Star Wars movie. For sure. It's not... It's not the worst movie overall. That's still yeah. Attack of the Clones. What? Right. Yeah, it is. But the plot in this is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've talked about this movie before uh, here and there. But the main plot centering around uh, Jabba's son, Rhoda. Rhoda the Hutt. And the Jedi... Uh, Anakin ends up um, having to like transport Rhoda back to Jabba. Sure. Meanwhile, Count Dooku is like... Telling Jabba that the Jedi was stealing his son or something, right? That's probably the only redeeming part of the plot is that there's these two sides both trying to manipulate the situation. Right. Because they both want the same thing, right? Yeah. Out of the huts, out of Jabba. Which we have talked about, I think on our hut episode, where we talked about how it's weird that these two governments are both like vying for more or less the affection of this like gangster yeah that, right. <laughs> that that to me never makes sense right right it's like how powerful is Jabba man like that he like the Republic right and the Separatists you are both fighting in, over him yeah you roll in some Star Destroyers and mess him up yeah Jabba has a palace with a few <laughs> guards I mean right the Republic yeah can flatten Jabba the Hutt and then they never just explained the whole hyperspace lane thing right how is Jabba controlling uh, hyperspace know. lanes. I guess he has like, like some sort of kind of like space stations or like people guard like around those areas that are just uh, making sure no one. I don't know. I don't know how you. That's do that. like the U.S. Army having to seek permission from like the mafia. <laughs> hey, you never know. It could have, it's probably happened. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but so what are your? So you are you saying that you don't like it or like you? It's okay or mm, I don't. Not particularly like it, right? Because when I well, yesterday when I put I was I was like all right I gotta watch this now like I was putting them yeah, off. I don't feel any like passion to watch it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I was like feeling like oh god I put this on I have to watch this. Like, <laughs> um, but let's talk about some some good things about it. Okay. Some stuff that we like. So what's something that works that works for you? Um, I'd say that the parts that I like revolve around the characters mm -hmm. um right off the bat you know you lauren's in right you get to, he's the narrator yeah <laughs> and you get to see him mm -hmm. and that immediately triggers a flash forward i guess to yeah. the old you lauren that we get to see right so it's kind of nice to get to see him as a young man right a young man in the in the republic the uh the characters are definitely a strong point i guess for the for the movie anakin oh, dude anakin so much better than any other Anakin there is, right? Um, the Clone Wars Anakin? I, I'd say he's better in the show than he is in this oh, movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But this is the introduction of that type of Anakin, right, right? right? So this Anakin is much better than the Anakin in the other Clone Wars show. 
He right? is better, but it doesn't fit in. It does not fit in after Attack of the Clones. This is post slaughter of the Sand People. Sure. And all of a sudden, he's this great guy again. Well, that's it, why I feel like the Sand People thing should have been after the Clone War. Right. I mean, I don't disagree with that, but I also think that at the time of Attack of the Clones, Anakin was still a Padawan, and he was he was kind of a bit. And we also see that in the first Clone War show, how Anakin is still like super whiny and annoying. But at right. this point in, in the in the movie and then in the show, he is a Jedi Knight and he's a little bit more mature. Right. So I mean, you can kind of explain it through that, but I think we both agree that this Anakin, uh, the guy who plays Anakin, his name's Matt Lanter, he does a great job at making Anakin likable. Yeah, he's definitely likable. The movies never did. The, sh- the other show didn't do. So I, I prefer if that's how Anakin was the whole time. Right. And he slowly descended into the dark side for another reason. Right. But going from like the whole, it's not fair, they're holding me back. And then all of a sudden, Clone Wars, and he's right. a, fine. A, a great guy. And then you jump forward to Revenge of the Sith. And, and he's kind of like, I think the Jedi are evil. <laughs> it's like it doesn't. It's, I know. It's, it's not... like a good puzzle piece in a right. f***ed up puzzle. Right. I mean, but there's only so much you can do, you know? Like, I definitely think it was the right move on, like, at that point with the sh- with that movie and the show. I-, I think what Clone Wars does is, I mean, this is more the show than the movie, but as a whole, it kind of f- makes the prequels a little bit better or kind of fixes some things. Yeah. And I think that one of those things is making Anakin likable, which he never was before. Yep. So that's that's nice to see. Um, also, Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, solid. Yeah, no pro- solid. no problems there really. I kind of so I do like their general armor. Is kinda, oh right, yeah. Although I do like that. It's yeah. a cool costume change. But I I think like if the Jedi robes are not good enough for battle, mm. I mean they all they've always worn the Jedi robes. Why were they not sufficient for Clone Wars battle? Well, it's a war. They, sure. didn't, they were never in a war before. Yeah, but they did fighting. Yeah, but it's different still, you know? Like, they've never been in a full-scale, like, galactic war. So, I, I don't know. I guess it's just, like, different, you know? Well, they have, just not... Not for a thousand, thousand years. years. So, like, as we see in, in clone, Attack of the Clones, the Jedi are all wearing these robes. And then in the Clone Wars, they wear armor. But then later on in the show, they remove the armor, and then in episode three, they don't wear the armor. So, I don't know. <laughs> but it does look cool. Uh, Obi-Wan's good. Rex and Cody. We Yeah, we get to see Rex and Cody, yeah, for the, both for the first time. Well, Rex is never in the movies, but Cody's in episode three, right? Rex is not in the movies? Are you right. sure? Yes. Okay. I'll have yeah. to double check that, but... He's 100% not in the movies. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's people of his rank there's blue i mean maybe sure okay but he's never in the movies cody's in episode three definitely definitely Um, however i never pictured cody to be fighting on the front lines as he was he was supposed to be because in episode three we kind of see like he's commanding right he's in the background he's but in, in this movie he's definitely fighting on the front lines yeah, he is. But also, I mean, just because we don't see him fight on the front lines in episode three doesn't mean that he wasn't. Yeah, you know? we sure. just see we see like that one or two scenes with him and Obi-Wan talking, but um, where he hands Obi-Wan's lightsaber back to him and then immediately kill, like, tries to kill him. <laughs> I just don't, I think 
the writers in general don't get how a military works. Mm. That the general, you're not a general if you're the best fighter. Like the Jedi were all generals. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense that uh, the Jedi would be generals, right? Not to me. No, because to me, a general should not be fighting at all. He mm. should be back, you know, diverting troops sure, yeah. where they need to go and right. making combat decisions. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, it's a different galaxy, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, they had they had to keep the General Kenobi thing in there somewhere because that's oh, yeah. from the original movies. Sure. So they had to have that be a thing. Um, so yeah, Rex, Cody, Anakin, Obi Wan. We get to see Yoda, um, Mace Windu, who is played by Sam Jackson in the movie. Uh-huh. And same thing for Christopher Lee plays Count Dooku in the right. movie. But they don't do the show; they just do the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So Obi Wan. Uh, no, it's it's a uh, Obi Wan is a uh, James Arnold Taylor. Okay, so he did a really good job. He man. does, and he plays him throughout the show. He does. He did him in some other stuff. I think. He, um, he James Arnold Taylor was originally asked to do the the Ray line in Force Awakens. Oh, but then they got Ewan instead. <laughs> and they're like, nah, forget the other guy. But for that short of a line, it really would not have. Made- they could have totally used James Arnold. James Arnold Taylor it would have been fine. But it was cool that Ewan decided wanted to do it, you know. Um, He's on board for being a part of the Obi Wan movie. It'll happen. It will happen with him. Yeah, I think it will. Not for a bit, not for a while, but it will happen. Do you think not for a while because they want him to get older? Maybe. Or do you think it's just that's the way their pipeline is? Maybe it's the pipeline too. I mean, I'm sure they already have. I mean, they haven't announced it, but I'm sure they already have planned out the next anthology film that they haven't announced the third one. And it's probably not Obi Wan, right? But they'll probably do him like after all that's over, you know. It very well might be Obi Wan now. I mean, it, if it the is, fact that oh, it's man. already because we do know they've approached him. They've approached yeah, Ewan McGregor. I'm sure they've talked. Yeah, and oh, dude, if at celebration, um, well, I mean, I'll plug this right now. I mean, we'll talk about it more later. But around Star Wars celebration, we're going to be doing um, coverage of each day. There'll definitely be an episode eight trailer or teaser that will that'll drop we'll talk about that we'll talk about any announcements that they come out with for rebel season four video game stuff obi-wan movie maybe that'd be beautiful do you have any prediction on the trailer do you think we'll get it's going to be a teaser trailer right do you think we'll get anything new or are they going to specifically pick scenes that are kind of irrelevant just like Oh, Finn looking to the left. Right, like super. Like, you're saying like that original um, Force Awakens teaser? Yeah. Um, I mean, where where it's just like you don't get any sense of the story. Of the story at all. I think we won't get any sense of the story. I think it will just be a bunch of really interesting new shots of things that are like, that make us go like, oh, I wonder what that is, you know, or like, wonder what's going on there. So you definitely think it'll be worthy to talk about. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'd be pretty bored if it's just like, oh Finn, there's a shot of Finn and he's breathing heavy, and then I, there's a shot. <laughs> like, I think we'll get Luke in that teaser as well. So I think that'll be. Ex- I think that I think Luke will be the big like bombshell in that in that teaser. You think he'll be in the teaser? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that's like, come on, like that. that well, is then the... that is that is um, significant then. Well, yeah, but we won't. I don't think we'll get any story points right in but the if, you, if you get to see a little bit of the training maybe if yeah you get to see or at least just luke like 
talking or maybe Luke does like a little over like a little monologue over the trailer, some dialogue there. Oh man, that'd that be would, that's that would be big. Yeah. Um. But all right. Yeah. So we're gonna be all doing. Right. We're gonna be covering celebration. But anyways, let's go back to, to the movie for a second. I want to talk about Ahsoka. Okay. So before Ahsoka gets introduced, the the movie kind of the first part of the movie centers around the Battle of Christophsis. Yeah, which you hate the name of. It's a stupid <laughs> name. You could just take anything and put put an ending on it. I mean, that's silly. Yeah, but you can do that. You can say that about any planet. No. What do you mean? Yavin 4? That doesn't... That's not as corny as Christophsis. Is it? I don't know. I don't think Christophsis is corny. Why not just name it George Lucas Enosis? <laughs> I mean, you don't even know that it was named after a guy named Chris. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You're right. Know. All right. So it centers around that. Right. Um, we get some kind of stupid thing where Obi Wan's supposed to be getting a Padawan. Right. And when she gets there, surprise. She was assigned to Anakin. Yeah. Was that now? Was that intended from Obi Wan and Yoda? Was did Obi Wan actually think that he was getting a Padawan? Probably. Yeah. I think it was. I think the intention was from Yoda. I don't know if Obi Wan knew it or not. Right, right, because Obi Wan was legitimately going to get a Padawan, and then Yoda. You think Yoda was the one who? Well, so Obi Wan never does get a new Padawan, right? Right. right. I mean, maybe he wasn't on it. I don't know. Because Obi Wan knows that Anakin didn't want a Padawan, so maybe he was. I don't personally. I don't think any of the Jedi should have been taken on Padawans in the middle of a war. But they kind of needed to. Maybe. Because they because they needed to get more Jedi knights and more you know more Jedi right right but they're they're untrained Jedi right they should be going through at least a few years with the master before you bring them into the war right I mean what what you're saying makes sense and that's how it should be but at the same time they're in the middle of a war they can't really do it perfectly you know they they kind of have to cut some corners I think. Right? I mean, Ahsoka being as good as she was for her age, mm-hmm. I mean, that's unusual, right? Yeah. She was, she was above average. She was above average. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's interesting because when she was first introduced in this movie and early on in the show, she was universally hated by Star Wars fans. Like, she was despised. She was the new Jar Jar. I guess. I, I don't remember thinking that, but if other people did... I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty um, much the common opinion at the time. I wasn't in it. I remember when I heard about. I was. I don't know how old. I don't know how old I was. I was two thousand eight. So that was almost ten, like nine years ago. Um, so I was a kid. I remember hearing about it and seeing like the trailer or whatever. But I wasn't interested in it, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I don't know. I remember feeling that it was like not a real movie. <laughs> Because okay. it was animated, which is a dumb thing to think, but um, but the actress who plays Ahsoka, Ashley Eckstein, she was in an interview I watched, and she talked about the, that first you know few like like half a year year of like Ahsoka being out into the in the Star Wars world, and she said that she felt horrible because no one liked her, yeah. and she she was like she literally would like she cried after like hearing the backlash to Ahsoka. I don't know why people like if I was a voice actor for mm-hmm. someone, I wouldn't take it personally. Would well, you? I don't know. I mean, because you're following the director's 
guidance. I mean, but I think she was really into the character. I think she really liked Ahsoka and being Ahsoka. And she does like Ahsoka because she came back to do her in Rebels. Right. And she did the audiobook for Ahsoka. Well, does she um, feel good about it now? Because Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> right. Because she's like the shit now. Right. Everyone loves her. Right. Part of what I think maybe fans didn't like about her mm. is the part that I felt like super childish was like the whole like sky guy sky guy <laughs> snips snips yeah i mean i know i mean i can understand why people hated her at first right but she does have a very good story arc throughout the show she does become a lot better and i like what they do with her character later on but in this movie she's kind of annoying so she's pretty much the youngest padawan we see of of a Jedi being a Padawan. Right. Because we see Obi-Wan as a Padawan, but he's much older. He's like older. 20, right? Yeah. yeah. She's I, like 14. Yeah. I think she was younger. I don't think so. Maybe not, but in my mind, I right. perceive her as like maybe nine. Whoa, really? My perception is that she would be, she seems pretty young. Right. Just her her maturity level, her... Yeah, I mean, Anakin was like nine in Phantom Menace. I mean, she's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> Anakin was nine? Well, nine or ten. The physical actor was that old? Oh, well, I, he might have been... To me, he looked like six. <laughs> the kid? You have, a, you have a weird age. The kid thing. is very young. He When they filmed it, he was like nine, okay. maybe eight. But by the time it came out, he was probably like ten years old, 1999. But um, I think canonically, Ahsoka is 14 in the okay. beginning. And then I think she, at the, near the end of the show, when she leaves, she's probably like 16. 17 okay close to 17 maybe because the clone wars is what three years three years so um but yeah so she's she definitely gets a lot better later on but in this movie which we're talking about individually this movie she is kind of annoying is she really the only new character besides road of the hut <laughs> and zero well captain rex uh okay uh ahsoka um I mean, there's a lot of, like, there's, like, some new Separatist. There's, like, that guy who's leading the Separatist uh, army on Christophsis. Oh, yeah. He's a brand-new character. I mean, I can't really... I don't really remember that. Because most of the characters they bring back... Right. ...from Clone Wars, what we did a couple weeks ago. Oh, right, because Ventress is, Ventress. Br- Ventress is brought back. Um, not until Ventress, she was... She was already working for Dooku from the beginning. Right, and then in the old show, she was presumably killed off. Yeah. Right? And we see her recruited. Yeah, we see her beginnings. But in this one, she's right off the bat. She is Dooku's assassin. And also, the uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin are familiar with her. Yes. Already. Yeah. So, which means that they've you know met her before. Um, I and, wonder... And that could be part of, because... Is this is is the Clone Wars movie? Because mm-hmm. the Clone Wars show, the timeline on that is a mess. Right, it's they not don't in... take place in order. Right, is the Clone Wars movie the first? Hmm, that's a good point. No, it's not. It's not. It is not. I don't. Hmm. Because are the... no, it's not. Yeah. Any episode that would be before it right. would have had to have been before Ahsoka comes. Right. As a Padawan, which is possible. I believe that there are episodes of the Clone Wars show that are set before the movie. All right. Um, well, I'll just make one more port point about mm-hmm. you, Lauren. Right. I, I really enjoyed that because it's a f- I, to me, it's the first time you get to see 
Like, this is a Imperial officer later on who we feel are like Nazis. They're mm-hmm. basically evil yeah. people. And now he his whole character's turned around and you see him as like he's on the good side. Right, and, and, you, li- and you like him. You like him. Yeah. And it really just shows you that everything's a point of view that... Mm-hmm. From Yularen's point of view, he didn't change. Yeah. He he went right through, you know, being a captain on that ship mm-hmm. to, okay, now the empire, the, the emperor has restructured it into an empire, and he continues on in his duties. Right. Yeah, I, I like that they do that. It, it makes it interesting. But from our point of view, he went from good to evil, but... When he really didn't. He really didn't. Yeah, and that, that was the case for a lot of other imperial people. Um, well, Tarkin was always kind of. I mean, he was always kind of dick. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, we see that. Um, I mean, you can imagine that Yularen probably, maybe he wasn't crazy about the whole Empire thing, but he was probably like, yeah, whatever, you know. And then with the Jedi, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking, but maybe he did legitimately think that the Jedi were traitors. I don't know. I don't think that he ever thought anything was wrong with the Empire. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I doubt that because. I just see him as like... Well, he he was in Rebels recently, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 I haven't seen that episode, but was that anything significant? or? Yeah, it was. So as um, they kind of filled out his character, we knew that because he's wearing white, that he was a member of the like security forces of the Empire. Yeah. And um, so in the Rebels episode, basically that's his role. He's doing basically security things. So, he's definitely not, like, anti-Empire secret. No, I mean, no, he's not. He's not, like, a double agent or anything. Um, but He's taking... not a double agent, but I don't, I, don't either, I don't think that he had reservations about it sure. either. Because from their point of view, it's not like one government left and a new government came in. It's really the same thing. It's right. the same continuous organization. Probably nothing really changed for him. And the only difference is that you know, the Emperor kind of changed the laws and the way the Republic was structured. Mm, right. And so, you know what? The Senate thing is just causing... There's just always fight and they never get anything done. You know, it's much easier if I make the decisions and right. things just kind of rolled on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his day-to-day probably didn't really change that, that much at all. Probably just kept right. doing the same job. But I do feel like he got demoted in a way. Like, Did he didn't necessarily yeah. get demoted, but he was an admiral. That's true. He was... Right. And his rank is not admiral in right in uh, episode four. We, I mean, we don't know exactly what he does. Right. In so four. he went from being like in, in the navy yeah. to being in the um, security forces. So right. that could have been the reason why he had to start not start over, but mm. he wasn't as high, and then he had to work his way up again. Yeah, possibly. But even for him not being that high rank, because mm. he wasn't in episode four, his rank wasn't. He had a single bar, mm-hmm. and um, but he was still had an important enough job to be on the council, right? right? But he was also one, one of the older guys there, so he was probably one of the few who served in the Clone Wars. Tarkin served in the Clone Wars, but the other ones are much younger. Yeah, yeah. Tarkin's obviously very old as well, but the other guys in that in that room are much younger much than younger. both of them, so they were probably not involved in the military or they were very new to the military um which is why they're all talk 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 and he's just kind of sitting back like, yeah he's like i i've been here before you know um but yeah taking a look at the uh the 
chronological order of the Clone Wars. The theatrical release is listed as the third thing under uh, episode 216, Cat and Mouse, which is, um, I forget what that one is. I think that's an Asajj Ventress episode. And then okay. episode... That might have been the first time they met Ventress, and that's episode why... Episode 116, Hidden Enemy. So if we go back, I mean, we'll go back and look at those episodes when we do each season. Right. And we'll try to put it, even though we're going by season, yeah. we'll try to put it into perspective in the timeline. Right. I mean, we could try to do that, right? Yeah, yeah we'll try to... We'll, yeah, we'll do it by season, but we'll try to see, like, which... Because the, the, the order does jump around, but then there's chunks of it that are in order yeah so we can kind of see where they're at but let's see here so so he gets his new padawan right right anakin gets ahsoka and he does not he's not, not happy about not her a fan first. not a fan <laughs> but she grows on him i mean watching, watching the show fans didn't like her but i feel by the by the end of the movie she kind of redeems herself she's not she's i mean maybe it's hindsight but like when i was watching the movie I was like, I don't know, she's not that annoying. Like, I like her, but I was like, it's probably because I already, I already like her, you know? Okay, yeah. Someone who was brand new to it. Sure. They'd be like, oh, God, like, you know, this is a mess. Well, if you look at some of her major points in the movie, you got when they first meet. I mean, to me, that would be the point when she's most annoying. Right. Then you get, like, when she she saves Anakin with the... She force pulls down the wall yeah. with the hole in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later on when she she's like telling the clones about it and they're like <laughs> yeah. laughing about it. Yeah. And that was kind of a bonding moment where mm-hmm. Anakin was like, uh, oh, it's kinda true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was I like I like their they do the master apprentice thing pretty well. Yeah. With the two of them. And then you get Rex, you hear him talking about what she's acting like she outranks Rex. Oh right, <laughs> and Rex is yeah, like she's like uh, to me experience is what matters the most. Right, and right. She, I mean, she kind of gets put in her place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she definitely. Yeah, she has that line where she's like, like, oh, she's a commander or whatever, right? And then no, she's but a captain. In, in reality, she could do a lot more than Rex can do on the battlefield, even as a young Jedi. Well, she has more, more like ability. Oh yeah, but. Rex does have a point, obviously, when he's like, experience is what matters over ability. Like, come on, like, what? No? no? Ahsoka, experience is great, sure. Let, a, a spirit, experience a, is better. as much experience as you can. It's better than ability. It's not better than ability. If they work differently. So, would you rather have an ex- inexperienced Jedi or an experienced Jawa? Well, I mean, that's... Experience is not everything. There has to be a level of talent there as well. Well, which Re- you're which, which Rex has, but I would take I would take Captain Rex over that Ahsoka personally when it comes to you know a battle. Not 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 me. No, Ahsoka. They, as they, many clones as get killed, you you just feel like clones are superior to droids, but they're not that great. To me, as fighters. I mean, I think the show proves otherwise. I mean, the, the show later on does does have scenes where Ahsoka, her inexperience causes big, big problems on the okay. battlefield. All right, all right. She does that one episode where she is... Anakin is telling her to retreat, and she's saying no, and then she ends up getting a bunch of people killed, 
and then like they get out just in time and then it gets all pissed at her because she was like not retreating yeah and then there's another episode where she was leading a squadron of fighters clone fighters and then she did something stupid and got like a half of them destroyed um so i think you know at that moment in the movie i think rex is uh definitely better <laughs> I, I just so. don't know it's hard to like so if you were picking a squad if you were doing a schoolyard pick right you'd be like all right come on rex yeah of course you kidding me he's an experienced know, soldier man he is and he's but, tight he's good but okay cody's more experienced than rex okay i take cody over rex then <laughs> <laughs> but i would take them over I ahsoka know, i don't know to me, just because she's a Jedi doesn't mean if you got a lightsaber, man. <laughs> she's a, a Padawan. We, we have to. Can you just take into account that a lightsaber is the most like boss weapon? Of course, it is. <laughs> I mean, but that doesn't mean like just the idea is there. But like, I don't like it, even from what Ahsoka can do. Forget about battle tactics and all right. those things. But just like if a hundred battle droids were there firing at you. Just Ahsoka, right? She could probably deflect most of those bullets and get away. Rex, what would he do? He's innovative. We've see, we see how uh, creative he can get. On the sure, battlefield. but there's, Rex, a, there's a limit there. Here's the thing: Rex never Rex never died in the, in the Clone Wars. He yeah, survived. I know. I know. So I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying. At that moment in time, I would take I would take Rex over Ahsoka in that movie. But Ahsoka, you know, later on, different story. Uh. <laughs> all right so let's take a look oh a funny uh a funny note i have in here was i was watching part of it with tyler <laughs> and as it was as the movie was playing he was looking at it and he was like oh god the polygons in the sh- and the show are ridiculous and i was like and the art style right the art style is very has a lot of polygons a lot of angular sure. uh character models well that's just that was the first like attempt at that that 3d right right for them and season to season of the show it got better that oh that's the point where it got really good yeah i was thinking i don't remember i think maybe around season three four and then on like it's like really good yeah cg i I don't really fault it for that i mean no i don't fault it either it is it definitely doesn't look as good as the show which it takes to create an animation like that it's ridiculous yeah. the yeah the it looks way better later on in the show also it just looks like later on in the show it's has a better lighting it's lit better it feels just yeah and in the movie some scenes in the movie look almost like they weren't even completed like, i know they were but like for the time but sometimes it just doesn't look like I was like, ah, like which scenes are you talking about I'm, no i'm just talking about like just shots of characters in certain moments Okay. You know, sometimes they just compared to what we have now. You know, it looks like one of those like stages when you when you see like behind the scenes. Okay. And you see like the different levels of you know the CG getting like you know going through the process. Sometimes some shots look like they're like in the middle stage. I'm like, oh my god. I guess, but without comparing it, right? I don't really knock it for its technical mm-hmm. animation qualities. I mean. No. Yeah, I mean, neither do I. All right, so one thing I didn't get is that Rhoda is kidnapped, right? Yeah. Uh, they come to... The Chancellor says, got to get a Jedi to go rescue him, right? Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that sounds like a job a Jedi would do. Sure. Not necessarily for the huts, but somebody got kidnapped, you'd probably call the Jedi. Right. 
um, before you know the whole war broke out. To me, that seemed like the Jedi's job. They were peacekeepers. Somebody got you know somebody was having like a dispute. They would mm-hmm. be settling disputes and right. finding kidnapped people and right. things like that. And that's what uh, that's what Qui Gon and Obi Wan were doing, right? And Phantom Menace. Yeah. Settle- settling disputes. Right. Trade agreements. Right. <laughs> so Yoda or Windu, I think it was, basically tells the Chancellor, "We don't have any Jedi except for Anakin and Obi Wan. That's all we can spare." Sure. So immediately, you know, they call them. They tell them and. They seem to think that they captured the planet already. Right. They hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so they're still fighting out this battle, and basically Obi-Wan's like, we can't go anywhere. We've got to finish this battle. We can't go save a, a So literally, they call the Jedi who aren't available right. and help out on the Battle of Christophsis. Wait, who's they? Yoda comes with a force of right. ships. Yeah. So Yoda comes to Christophsis. With a bunch of ships, and I'm just like, how could you not? Uh, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Are you saying that how can Obi Wan and Anakin not leave? Like they? You're no. Saying, what I'm saying is, they're saying all the Jedi are busy. Busy, yeah. Except Anakin and Obi Wan. Obi Wan and Anakin were busy. Yeah. Yoda was the one who wasn't busy. He could have went. <laughs> right. Sure. So Yoda literally has to come help them on Christophsis. Then they're free to go look for the hut. Right. It's just a weird way to do the plot. Yeah, yeah. It is definitely weird. I don't know. I mean, I guess like... Yoda... It's like they're one way they're going to have, like, put a battle into the movie. Yeah. And they just threw it in there. Well, it does... I mean, cons- considering how... You know, we talked about this before. Considering how it was never intended to be a movie. Um, at least not, not at first. They were just going to be... They were just doing episodes. Right. And then George wanted to kind of squash some episodes together to make a feature... It does feel like you can kind of almost when you're watching it, you can feel when like an episode would be over, or, you know, like you can feel like Christophsis is like its own thing. It's like it almost feels separate from the rest of the movie, you know. Right. And there is later on in the show, there is an they revisit Christophsis, and it's actually the same battle from the movie later on in the show. So they kind of you put that together, and you know, you got you got that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there there are moments where it feels like, all right, you, you, I was watching it, I'm like, all right, this is a break of an episode. Like, this is where it would, it would end. Okay. But then, you know, it would keep going. So then we get into, they actually start to go looking for Jabba's son. Go to Tatooine. They do right. mention that, like, why should we be doing this for the Huts? <laughs> yeah. Which still is like, I'm... Don't get it. Don't get it. Right. But they do. Um, they act like it's... Unknown who took the hut, and we all the audience is like, it's probably Dooku. It's probably Dooku. <laughs> it's always Dooku. He's always scheming. And and the Jedi are always like, who could be behind this plot? <laughs> it's like it's, it's Dooku. It's a separatist, separatist man. Yeah, that's who you're fighting the war against. <laughs> it's always Dooku. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, Dooku. It's cool having Christopher Lee play Dooku. Yeah. Um, and he's he, you know, Dooku's fine. Dooku's cool. all right. The, the The thing about Dooku is he's always got these really cheesy, like almost cliche lines. Right. Like I remember hearing a line when he's fighting Ahsoka. Yeah. Or and he's fighting Anakin. Right. And he just says these real like nonsensical lines. He even does that in the movies too, where he's fighting, where he's like, uh, when he's fighting Anakin and Obi Wan in Episode Three. Yeah. He's like, I've been looking forward to this. 
Yeah. <laughs> Twice the pride, double the fall. <laughs> he's, he, yeah, he's a very cliched villain. I preferred the Darth Maul approach in Phantom Menace. Just yeah. um, Menace. no words were spoken, mm. just fighting, which is cool. But, but. Sidious talks, and he he's got good villain lines, you know. Oh yeah, he he really leans into the whole villain thing. Yeah, he really he really loves it. Um, he's a little too slimy in episode three. Like he's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no. yeah. It's like, all right, jeez. He was never like that. In Return of the Jedi, you know. He was like a little more. I never got how Vader like Vader kind of hangs out with Palpatine, right? He's like, oh, you're like my mentor, bro. Are you, are you talking about like Anakin and Palpatine Anakin. or Vader? Oh, Anakin. 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 Okay. They were like, right. they were like, oh, he's my mentor. You taught me a lot, Mister Palpatine. And then, like, after Revenge of the Sith, he's like, "What is thy bidding, my master?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> the relationship right. completely changed. Right, it does change. I think, I mean, Palpatine was probably trying to be all buddy buddy, and then once he had him, he was just like, "All right, I don't care about you that much." So, um, they kind of became less friendly, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the only other big note that I really I had on my list was that the battle scenes are I think they're pretty good. The the, the big battle scenes. Yeah, no. Christophsis yeah. in the beginning, some stuff later on, but I think they're Oh, but speaking of the battle Christophsis. What? Obi-Wan's whole like trick thing. <laughs> oh, I'm going to surrender. I'm we'll going to discuss yeah. A civilized discussion. Yeah. The, the negotiator. And he like he like he lays, lays out down. the rocks and they're Has like, like Oh, there's many things to discuss. That <laughs> was just kind of corny. It was a little corny. I mean, I like the idea that Obi Wan is the the negotiator and he's like has, he's he's known no but to me that, but, that seems like counter like that's not what the jedi would do that's not what a jedi would do what do you, what do you mean negotiate no not negotiate but trick the whole point was he was not negotiating well yeah he was tricking them yeah of course. he was gonna say let's negotiate and then as soon as like we blow up your thing <laughs> i'm gonna get you instead i mean to right. me that's not the thing is too too sneaky yeah it's sneaky yeah. i mean a real jedi would be like Seriously, let's negotiate and end this battle. Yeah, this senseless I violence. I guess so, but I mean, yeah, I mean you're right. But it's, it's like the... he was totally into the war thing. <laughs> Obi Wan just really craves, uh, craves bloodshed. I don't know. I mean, you have a point, but I think in one way it's kind of this might be too deep, but it's kind of like showing that the Jedi are behaving a little differently. Yeah, you know, as how how they should be. They're not completely following their ancient traditions right you know by becoming generals and you know launching this war effort but yeah it was kind of a silly scene (laughs) it was pretty cool depends on what their traditions really are we don't know that's true that's why i'm looking forward to maybe seeing if we get that on off too if we learn right about the history of the jedi a little bit but also i don't i don't like i don't blame the jedi too much for the war and all that because they hadn't been in the war for you know what a thousand years so they've had a thousand years of relative peace but they have been in a war you have to assume that that stuff's in the holocrons and oh yeah yoda knows about it yeah the jedi fallen wars yeah yeah so it's not like completely out of that and i'm war. sure he's like been trained in that knowledge to know mm-hmm. like what went on during the wars and stuff and right it's just interesting a lot of times in, I don't, it might happen in the movie. I don't think so, but in the show, 
people always did a, you know throw jabs at the Jedi. They're like, oh, you're supposed to be peacekeepers, you know, and you're you're you know generals instead. Which like is kind of a I think it's kind of a dumb thing to say because what do you want them to do? You know, it, you want them to be peacekeepers, but they this is kind of the only one of the only ways that they can really accomplish that. So what you're saying is like the level of the Jedi's response was based on the kind of aggression that they faced. Right. I so mean, they were they were peacekeepers. They were much more passive when they were dealing with a few tiny disputes. Mm-hmm. When a war came upon them, in order to keep the peace, they had to respond in equal They have to fight. Fashion. Yeah. Makes sense to me. It does to me too. Yeah. But I forget who was it Windu that says keepers of the peace. Not, not soldiers. War, not soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're not soldiers, but, but you're... you literally did become soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> you literally became, you were literally fighting in a war. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess he's just trying, like, I guess that's just to, to show that the war is so, you know, but like you said, like the Jedi have fought in wars before. So mm-hmm. it's not like a completely new thing for them. They just haven't done it in a thousand years, I guess. Right. So none of these Jedi were alive ever when there was a war. Not even Yoda. I mean, maybe, maybe there is a thousand-year-old Jedi. I don't know, but maybe Maz. She's Maz. not a Jedi. She's not a Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Might have seen the wars. Yeah, I don't know. How old is Maz? Do we know? I think she's older like, than Yoda. I think she was nine hundred. No, Yoda, Yoda died 900. at nine hundred. Right. I think she was older than that. Thousand. Maybe. Maybe. She looks pretty good for for her age, though. She's pretty spry. Yoda wasn't that spry. Well, we don't actually know how old she is. I think, but. Literally, similar. Age literally, she had that cantina right. for like eight hundred years or something. Yeah, right? hundreds and hundreds of years. Right. I don't know. I, I like Maz. She's a cool character. Well, she's I'm, not. the The jury's still out. I mean, we don't know right. what's going to happen. Or that's true. Remember that there was that cut scene of Maz where like she, she actually the used the Force. Right. I I prefer that out personally. I like the idea of people who feel the Force but don't use it you know or can't use it but she could not in the movie not, not in the movie Williams. but she do, do you think pulling that out means they're going a different way with her or just it didn't make the yeah. or just didn't make the final cut i don't know i think i don't know what their thought process was i i like was. i like the idea that there are people who can use the force that aren't jedi well yeah not just have the you know not like a cheer at Imway, right but more like yeah, I can force pull, I can force push, mm. I can do other force abilities, but I, I wasn't trained in lightsaber combat. You know right, I mean? or trained to, trained to be a Jedi, or trained to be something. I Just... think of it like as someone who trains in Tai Chi. Sure. You know, they do the spiritual aspect and the movements of martial arts, but they don't train, they don't spar, they don't train, train to, fight, to pe- fight people. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And you can imagine that there are people and beings in the, in the galaxy that are Force-sensitive, but it's not, not not like every Force-sensitive being was picked up by the Jedi right. or the Sith. They right. can't get everybody. So I imagine that, yeah, there are some that slip through the cracks. Yeah. Um, I mean, Anakin would have been one of those. If uh, right. they never went, went to Tatooine, he would have grown up and had the Force but never trained. Or if, you know... Qui-Gon had never actually taken him off the planet. Right, right. So, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe in 8 or 9, Maz will do some Force stuff, but 
we'll see. Um, do you have anything else to say about the uh, Clone Wars movie? Yeah, I think that um, the fight at the end, right? The two fights. Um, Ahsoka fights the Magna Guards, right. kind of the droid-looking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dooku fights Anakin. Yeah. I think Ahsoka does a pretty good job for mm-hmm. being... A Padawan. Yeah. A fresh Padawan. She already has her lightsaber. I mean, her light, her first lightsaber is pretty cool. I mean, that's a nice mm-hmm. lightsaber. It is. And she, she does a short-held yeah, uh, style. Yeah, sometimes, but... Which is which is cool, and then later on she does get the uh, the second shorter lightsaber, right? The yellow one, but that's later on in the show. Um, cool. Anything else on uh, on Clone Wars? Right. Remember, there's that line in Episode Three where he's like, Anakin's like, "My powers have doubled since the last time we fought." Right. When that movie came out, we're all thinking doubled since. Attack of the Clones. Right. But when, now... But now, they meet many times. They Yeah, they fight, like, a ton in the Clone Wars. Right. Right. So, literally, doubled, like, <laughs> last week. <laughs> hey, I mean, Anakin was cocky, you know? He was cocky. He was super cocky. Um, he did win that battle. He did. He killed him. Um, uh, the last thing I want to say, the well, the director of this movie was Dave Filoni. And Dave Filoni is the executive producer of Clone Wars and Rebels. Was he's, he also the director of Clone Wars? Not not every episode. Ah, but right. like, so they have they have different directors for every episode. But he did, he did direct a lot of episodes for Clone Wars, Rebels as well. I don't get the difference between director and executive producer. Like, well, they kind of do the same thing, right? Well, with Dave Filoni, at least, like, like. They don't have the same director for every episode, of course. They have a lot of different people direct episodes. So, but Dave Filoni is a executive producer and he is like the showrunner. So he's in charge of the direction of the show, more or less. Right. Clone Wars but, and Rebels. You know, even though the title is different, he is still directing where to go. Yeah, but he's not directing the every episode necessarily. I believe that they had to run every episode through him. Well, yeah. Yeah, but like that doesn't mean like he's and I'm sure he's like the overseer. Input. Yeah, more or less. And then there's like the director who of the episode that of that episode who is like responsible for working with the actors directly and like helping them through the lines and stuff. But because I, I remember an interview with him where he's talking about they were animating a cake, right? And the animators bring him this model, you know, computer model. Uh-huh. And he's just telling them like, "We gotta do better than that. It doesn't even look like a cake. <laughs> just make it look more like a cake." And yeah, to me, that's like he's directing them. Yeah, I mean, he's in charge. But you know, but during Clone Wars, there was also George Lucas, so he was above Dave Filoni, right? Um, and Dave Filoni was like his protege, right? Uh, George taught Dave all this stuff about Star Wars and whatnot, and he did. I mean, taught him it. Or he well, he laid worked, out his vision. Well, he, I imagine that. I mean, we know that George and Dave worked very closely, closely together, and George probably really kind of showed him the ropes a bit, you know, kind sure. of about you know stuff about Star Wars and whatnot. And uh, I think Dave. I mean, Dave's flaw really is his. He does what he wants, right, mm-hmm. up to a point, and then realizes he has to make it all fit. Instead um, of thinking beforehand and making everything fit from the beginning. I think he... That's what he's doing right now with Rebels. So he made that whole Inquisitor thing, right? Right. And then there was an interview with him, and then he's like, 
oh, and then I realized there are no Inquisitors in Episode 4, so I had to get rid of them. Yeah. It seemed like an afterthought rather than a plan from the beginning. Sure. I, I could have laid it out from the beginning and be like, okay, I'm going to introduce mm-hmm. uh, Inquisitors, but at some point I need to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. To me, that came to him as he's going well, that sounds. Well, that line almost sounds kind of like a half joke, almost. The, Inquis- the Inquisitor thing. Okay. Like, that's, that, that, I, I think Dave Filoni is pretty damn good at what he does. I think he's. He, I think he lays things out pretty well. I mean, the, I'm sure. Obviously, he's aware that there's no Inquisitors in Episode Four. I'm sure he didn't forget that. Sure. But I don't know. I I love Dave Filoni. I think he's really locked into Star Wars as a whole. I think he knows how it. Yeah. He he really understands. What makes Star Wars Star Wars, I think. So now that George is not his overseer, right. he's dealing with Pablo Hidalgo to make sure everything lines up? Um, not kind of. I mean, so Pablo Hidalgo is one member of a team of people who are the Lucasfilm story group, I think. And they're just responsible for making sure that everything is canon. Yeah. So that's not, I don't think either one is... So, like... Dave is the creator. <laughs> he creates things. Yeah. Pablo is just like a, a guy who is like a reference, I guess, to like make sure that sure. oh, make sure that this is you know yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into Rebels someday <laughs> with our podcast once we get through a bunch of other stuff. But um, but yeah. So anything? Any last note on Clone Wars movie? Yeah. <laughs> What would you give it on, on, a, on a grading system, like A to F? C minus. C minus. I'd go as far to give it a C plus. C plus, because it does introduce some cool stuff. It is the first foray into the Clone Wars show, which I do like. So. Well, I do like that, but to me, that doesn't, that doesn't give it a plus. Mm-hmm. Because they chose to make it a standalone. Right. And they chose... It just... The plot itself, like you said... It could have been easily like minimized. The damage could have been minimized mm. had they just sprinkled it throughout the series. Right. Those episodes. But since they made it a standalone movie, you feel like it's a bad story. Right. It's just not It's not a great tale to tell. It would have been a f- much better served as just being episodes of the show, mm. not being a feature film, which... It- it was out in theaters. Like. Right. <laughs> um, People paid $10 to go see that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a whole, yeah, that's a whole thing. It was probably but, 50 then, but. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But right, that, about, that about wraps it up. Uh, before we end out, we'll just say that, you know, follow us on Twitter. It's uh, DockingBay94Pod. Um, that's our Twitter. Follow us there. Uh, our email is, what is our email? DockingBay94, spelled out. Yeah, at gmail.com. At gmail.com. All right. All right, that's it.